from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. And this is episode number 168, Self-Improvement, Time Bandits, an issue that threatens your life. I feel it's a very good thing that we all consider the time that we spend and how we allocate that time. Because what we may not be aware of is you can be wasting a lot of time and not even know it. And, of course, in the final analysis, it's your life, it's your, it's your time. You have a complete, you know, prerogative to waste it as you will. But it's when other people, like the nanny state, for instance, that's expected to pick up uh, the wreckage that is the consequence of that, that I have a problem with. And I think that many people would agree with me. When things happen to people, and things do happen to people, and it's completely out of their control, I, I sympathize with them. And I believe that in certain circumstances, such in the case of a, a natural disaster, let's say, where the people had, you know, nothing to do with it, um, yeah, help them. Don't have a problem with that. But when people are having problems that they bring upon themselves, uh, I have a problem with that. Because they are often, they're often the people who ultimately are at fault. Oftentimes, they're the first people that want to point fingers in any direction. It can be anything. It can be a government agency. It can be friends or family. But they externalize and they say, well if he or she wouldn't have done this, and if, if, if. And we can play the if game for a long time. And it is a full circle of dysfunctionality. Repeating words. And one of the ways to avoid that trap is to avoid people who engage in it. And that comes down to understanding <clears throat> time bandits. No, I'm, I'm not talking about the old movie, which was a fantastic movie. I, I highly recommend it. Um, but we're not talking about the movie here. We're talking about the people and things that steal your time. And again, it's your prerogative 
how you want to spend your life. But, you know, if you're in your early to mid 40s or early to mid 50s and you're still playing video games and you don't have a pot to piss in. Um, yeah, I think it's maybe about time you reevaluate your priorities a little bit. Because, again, what we like to do here in America, many people, they, they bitch and moan about not having this chance and not having that chance. <clears throat> and some of it is reasonable and legitimate. But there's also a hell of a lot of it, I think, actually, the majority of it is pissing and moaning. Just to give you one example, and there's countless examples of this. Um, people who come to this country legally, um, they may be, for instance, from India, let's say, and they work insanely hard and more often than not um, a guy may show up here almost quite literally with the shirt on his back and in two or three years that he's been I don't know say driving a cab he doesn't know the language very well he's having to learn that and so yeah, coming from essentially nothing, he's he's got all the check marks against him. Yet, they persevere. And I have talked to many of these people from all walks. And they work insanely hard. And, you know, this guy, for instance... He was, I knew, from uh, from Pakistan, and he, you know, came here legally and worked driving cab, and um, did that for, I don't know, two or three years, saved all of his money, and somehow he was able to start his own cab business. And you see, that's what the pattern is. That's what the people who come from and have experienced and are absolutely resolute in their commitment not to be the same way because they're sick of it, um, that they lift themselves out. Now, it's okay to have some help, and maybe of them had a little help. Okay. But still... We have to be talking about people that are resolute in their desire to not be deficient. And now I have a special message. I promise to be brief. If you enjoy what you're hearing, if you feel that anything that I'm saying is a benefit if you liked it, if you enjoyed it, 
I would absolutely appreciate your support. You see, unlike many podcasters and certainly many YouTubers, this is not a side hustle. This is not something that I have designed for thousands of dollars of outside revenue. This is quite simply what I say. To put some food in the fridge and to keep the lights on. And from the very beginning, I also have a commitment to keep it third-party advertising free, which I find to be extremely annoying because we all have enough of that annoying BS in our lives. You shouldn't have to have it while listening to my show. So, if you feel that I have at least not only been informative, but at least entertaining, would you please consider going to my website at theearnestmanshow.com and click on the Put Some Food in the Fridge tab. Or you can also click on the Earnest Stuff tab, and you'll pretty much accomplish the same thing. I get by and I produce the show from your support. And so, even if you can only tell a friend that alone is enough, because I understand if you're very tight on financial resources. Believe me, I know. But if you can do that, I would sincerely appreciate it. I told you this message would be brief, and it is. So, all I can say is, thank you. To go after the American dream that, ironically, many native-born Americans who are more concerned about football scores and cramming their face full of Doritos week in and week out of their life um, don't get it because they have had very soft lives. And I guarantee you, if you, as I've been, um, if you want a reality check and complain about your life, go to the, not the suburbs, go to the city proper, go to places like Calcutta in India or New Delhi, for that matter. And yeah, they have some people with some you know wealth there, but proportionally, there are so many people and there's just so much poverty and right out of the chute um, these these people are at a huge disadvantage so imagine this imagine you're born into that you haven't traveled the world hell you haven't even had a computer you haven't had any of these advantages but somehow however they're able to do it they're, they may have to wait three, four, five years 
to apply for, you know, a trip to the U.S. And there are other westernized nations. It's not just the U.S. It can be the Scandinavian countries. It could be Britain. It could be Germany. Germany's very good for that. The point is, through their own fortitude, they get out. Because the very first thing that they understand, and they don't want to waste time, is the effort to get out. So, they get out, and then they keep that determination and resolution. And the next thing you know, they have a company. I don't care if it's a, a little bitty cab company or starting a restaurant or opening a convenience store, something. But this is what they do. And this is a good example of what anyone should be doing instead of pissing, moaning, and complaining. But a lot of people like to do that. And so we have a huge society here of people who want to piss, moan, and complain. The whole dynamic of, say, for instance, the whole thrust of wokeism and its kissing cousin of the equalization of everything, regardless, regardless if even some fields and some things are clearly um, better suited to one gender or another, and then they'll say, oh, no, 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 no. No, that's discriminatory. You, you must have X number of this in that. And so we've, what we've kind of done via the nanny state is to try to force equilibrium where there should not be equilibrium. But <clears throat> the problem, in addition to that, is they say, for instance, that birds of a feather flock together. And I have noticed in my life that people who like to bitch, moan, and complain group together. And what ensues is a big, uh, more or less, complaint and pity party. Or if they're not doing that, then the ones who are, say, active, like your average social justice warrior, for instance, they actively do do something, and that is to legislate and force, they want to force equality. And that is like legislating morality. It's wrong. And it's wrong on multiple levels. And we have done that for at least 20 years, more like 30 at least. And now we are, we are reaping what we have sown because there are certain things that should not be legislated and equality is one of them. Because no person, even as individuals, are equal. We all have our uniqueness. 
hence the word unique. And you have you can have people of very similar, say, um, ethnic background and um, intellectual um, level. You can have all these superficial things. Pretty much, they're they're people that are very very similar, but that doesn't account for their individualistic traits, such as you know spontaneity or their tendency for introversion or extroversion. These kinds of things, you know, that is their that is their individuality, and so while. Wanting to legislate equality, well, it sounds good, but there are a lot of things that sound good. Um, you know, I wish it'd be interesting to see if pigs had wings and they could fly. That would be interesting, but under anything natural or normal, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And the uh, aspect of people's of their social awareness or lack thereof, and just their overall temperament. There are so many individual factors that you simply cannot and should not try to legislate and push them all together. But that is exactly what uh, the nanny state does. And they want the people who are behind this, they want that done for their benefit. But then again, it's a double-edged sword. So when they get the goodies, that part's fine. But when the bad part of this comes, and that means infringing upon and taking your individual freedoms and liberties, and especially and particularly your property rights. Oh, well, they don't like that. They don't want that. And then there's, with that subgroup, there's also a portion that do. And they don't mind that. They don't see the problem with tyranny. They don't see it at all. But eventually, even the most obscure laws that can be made, no matter how, how great their tolerance for, quotes, change, eventually, even they wake up and start to realize, hmm, well, I got this house now, and now you want to tell me who I can and cannot rent it to? As an example... I believe there are some base and core laws that are good laws as far as that's concerned. But we, the government, has been, let's say, enabled to enact these incredibly draconian and oppressive um, laws to people who don't like them and don't want them. 
And this is what um, Takiaville talked about and what he meant. And this, I believe it was the same thing um, that um, Andrew Jackson and Ben Franklin uh, spoke of when they talked about the tyranny of the masses. So, anyway, the problem with all of these people who uh, have embraced and gone for the, the path of the nanny state is that it's implied, it's implicitly implied that you want to do the same. And if you go against that and you know them and you buck that, then the process of being ostracized begins. So, they're very polarized, extremely polarized in this camp. You're, you're absolutely, it's a, it's, a, it's a binary thing. A one or zero, on or off, you're with us or you're against us. And when you're against them, then you are the absolute enemy. Which is, ironically, the very thing that they supposedly preach against. I mean, for instance... You can't um, proselytize for enabling certain equality laws and then you yourself, after certain benefits that you've received in your life, then you want to bitterly oppose people who want to be protected under that same umbrella. So... If you don't understand that, well, that's why I have you send me a line, because I can explain it perhaps deeper. But at any rate, there are a number of these people, and what all of this intrinsically falls under are people or things, or the things that they engage in that waste your time. I call them time bandits. And... I'm not saying they may not even, you know, be doing it intentionally. It's the way they were raised and perhaps the way the previous generation was raised because this 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 plague of this thinking it goes back at least like 3 generations. And it's only with each successive generation it's only gotten worse. And, left unchecked, it's only going to continue to get worse. So, the thing to do is to recognize things. And when I say things, I'm talking about all the extraneous things. That they're, they are there quite deliberately to steal your time. Because time amongst other things, is something that allows you to um, achieve something in life. And, as we all know, or at least we hopefully should all know, it is a finite resource. You're only going to have so much time. And time 
can move very quickly. So you want to be on guard against those things that, uh, you know, want to take your time. And that means being on guard for yourself by engaging in all of the extraneous activities that are out there. And there's ton of tons of it. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have some R&R. I think that's very important. You need some fun. You need some downtime. Some. But uh, between professional sports, video games, um, got to see the 6 o'clock news about whatever dumb thing happened with whatever dumb celebrity. And you look at the end of you know your day or whatever, and three, four, five, six hours have gone. And that's not good. And also, besides that, one of the biggest waste of time are people. Now, I'm not saying all people. I'm saying a lot of people because a lot of people who don't have a plan B, who don't have anything, you know, simmering in their life, simmering in the pot, let's say, nothing, really nothing going on, you know, everything that you see topically in their life, and that's about it, and that's about not only all they have going on, but probably more than likely um, aren't going to have anything significant going on in the next few years, if ever. I know a local guy. I've gotten to know him. He's a, a really nice guy. And um, he works at a grocery store, a big place. And um, I've known him for several years. And um, he has talked, I've actually gotten to know him in his life. I mean, we've actually met at a local watering hole on occasion and have a few beers and just talk about life. So I know him beyond just him as an employee of this store that he's been working at for, I don't know. 20 years or so that's a that's a good chunk out of your life and he apparently must be a good employee and he does his job but he was just mentioning to me just matter of factly um that uh there was some sort of on online uh, tournament for this very involved game that's online because so many people are into games and I, uh, it's a, you know, a pretty in-depth, um, game. I'm not a gamer myself. Um, I, I gave that up quite a few years ago because I said, well, this is really stupid and wasting my time because it has no real purpose other than taking my time. Um, 
So yeah, he's talking about this tournament and they did this and they did that. And he's just really happy. And his team won something. I don't know if it's like um, US post ops or whatever these ridiculous names for these online games that are super graphic and high tech and, and all that. But um, yeah, he was he was really happy. He's like, uh, hey, his team won and they accomplished this and leveled up and all this obscure stuff. And what can I say? I mean, I'm I'm sitting and this guy, I'm looking, it's just like, hmm, okay. And then in the next breath after that was done, then he says, oh, oh yeah, my birthday's next week. And I said, oh, really? How young are you going to be? And he says, I'll be turning 50. And not wanting um, you know, biting my lip because inside I just felt this very strong feeling <laughs> of, yeah, 50 years old. And you were just telling me about this huge accomplishment playing video game or something. And I, and I said, uh, yeah, going to be 50. Wow. And, you know, it not wanting to be prescriptive because I it wasn't asked and again I believe that people you know should have the right to live their life as they see fit but I'm telling you this so that you can think about it and you can see how very sad it is because, um, you know, this guy, he, he um, still, you know, his apartment living um, with his longtime girlfriend. They don't have, fortunately, they don't have any kids. But he's got his living girlfriend. And, um, you know, he's been working at this uh, place and he makes... Um, good money, and but you go to his, his apartments, you know, it's not a 10, but, you know, it's definitely a 7. I would give it that. But the main thing is he's really into gaming. So he has this super expensive computer, which I sure as hell don't have. I have my, my gear is, is, is really old and rickety. I do the best with it that I can, but I mean, I have different priorities. And um, yeah, he makes good money and all, but he has a super nice TV and, but this huge video game system and then this huge gigantic computer with a see-through window and it has flashing lights and, but he's got all this, this super expensive techno stuff and it, it's a lot of money, you know? Also, he can game for his gaming, and that's his thing. Yet, without saying anything to him, because it's not my business, but without saying anything, I'm thinking, wow, all this, and you're living in an apartment. And that's what I, I mean. And now, if you spent time... If I spend a lot of time with this guy, and there's tons of guys like him, 
um, again, whether something be deliberate or inadvertent, because you have people, you have bad, you know, of course, you know, there are bad, evil people, and they will just waste your life and waste your time if you allow them to, because they have nothing going on, but they actually, more deliberately, they don't want you to have anything going on either. That's, that doesn't, that's not their plan. Um, whereas you could have a person that I was just talking about, for instance, and they do not deliberately want to waste your time, but that's the end result, because you can come over and you can have real simple, superficial conversations, and his big thing is gaming, and that's that's it. So, um, lots of friends, people you know, they come over and they, you know, they they do the thing. They do the, the party uh, video game thing and have a good time as far as that's concerned. And they are also either, you know, into or rapidly approaching their 50s as well. And there's something really dysfunctional and sad about this, but it's not my job to tell him. I just say, okay, because I have a real live and let live attitude. But you get this information because either in yourself or someone you know or care about, you could say, hey, um, maybe listen to this show and food for thought. But... My point is, whether it is intentional from such people or just, you know, as it is, the effect is the same. Because if they're wasting their life moments, then by association, so are you. The clock only goes one way. And I know the old saying that says, well, hindsight is twenty twenty. And oftentimes, speaking for myself, that's certainly true. But um, we only have right here and right now and the decisions that we make. I mean, as an example, knowing what I know now, if I could knock 20 years off my life, I, I'm pretty certain that things in my life now would be very, very different. So, but we don't have crystal balls, but actually you do. You do. Because if you're listening to what I'm saying here, and you are fortunate enough to be in your 30s or 40s. What I am directly saying is don't be that guy. Don't be a time waster and don't associate with people who waste time. People who aren't really accomplishing anything and just more or less bullshitting through life and they're not really doing anything. What you want to be is a doer. I don't care if you're doing everything you can to start a simple business. But what I mean by a doer, quite specifically, 
is it has to be something that is aimed pretty much directly at making money. Anything else is superfluous. Um, don't kid yourself. You're going to need that. And the time to think that you want to be an artist and that you're searching, you're going out there, and you're going out to find yourself. Well, <clears throat> if you're 30 years old and you're an artist, and if you're um, musical or, or what have you, particularly music, I guess, and you haven't found yourself, I suggest like they do, you know, when a plane can't be found after a certain amount of time, I would suggest you abandon the search and get on with your life and try to pursue something a bit more productive because the only thing all of this time-wasting does, ultimately, that includes the things that I mentioned and even the people that are engaged in that, the only thing it does is threaten your life. And that's, you know, that's about the totality of it. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here.